Wow, do we have something to tech about, where every episode focuses on ways students create digital evidence of active learning. As a Google for Education district, students and educators alike have free, unlimited access to apps that support creativity, collaboration, communication, and critical thinking, all elements of 21st century active learning. We are Google for Education certified trainers, Drew and Angie with Something Something to to Tech About. Hey everyone, welcome to Season 2, Episode 6, and it's all about Google Sheets. And I have to just share that I think Google Sheets often gets a reputation for being one of those, you know, difficult apps or maybe the least used app in my G Suite waffle. But, you know, that doesn't always need to be the case all the time. So in today's episode, we plan to share ways students and teachers currently use Sheets in the classroom and ways you can use Sheets to tech it up a notch when it comes to your knowledge and usage of Google Sheets. Today, we are excited to have Emily McDonald join us all the way from Chattanooga, Tennessee. She's live on the phone with us. Um, And Emily, we'd like to open it up and have you share a little bit about yourself, and then we'll move on with the rest of the episode. Okay, awesome. Well, thanks for having me. Um, Like she said, my name is Emily McDonald. I teach at Red Bank High School in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, I'm a high school mathematics teacher. This year, I'm currently teaching Algebra 2, Honors Calculus, and Dual Enrollment Probability and Statistics. Uh, Red Bank High School is a Title I school. That is also one-to-one with Chromebooks. So I've had the opportunity to get to integrate um, that type of technology in my math lessons and ACT prep and just different classes that I've been able to teach over the last few years. So it's been great. That's exciting. Oh, go ahead, Drew. No, I was just going to say welcome. All right. Well, yeah, welcome. We're excited to have a math teacher join us. Um, Often there's been times, I don't know, I I don't want to speak for Drew, but throughout my career here, people say, oh, I teach math. I don't need to use Chromebooks, you know, give those to the ELA teacher. So it'll be exciting to chat with you for a bit today. Oh, yeah, sure. Fantastic. Well, we're going to just start off with talking about um, how we use Google Sheets just as teachers. What are some ways that each of us um, use Google Sheets maybe to increase productivity or keep ourselves organized? Whatever comes to mind, ladies. Feel free to jump in. Well, one way that I've used uh, Google Sheets has been a little bit more as like my school has given me data, like on maybe benchmark data that my students have taken or some sort of data that is out there. And it's just, I mean, not that it's not organized, but it's just, you know, a a dumping ground of data. Mm -hmm. So then I'll use conditional formatting or just different ways to organize it with filters uh, to make it where I maybe only see my students or I'll use a conditional format where I can only maybe see or it highlights the students that are a certain um, percentile or scored a certain grade on this benchmark or whatever it might be uh, to make it a little bit easier to read so it's not just a spreadsheet with a bunch of numbers and values and stuff. Those are very helpful um, ways for using and sorting that data for sure. Are you, do you take um, or make use of the explore button to do charts and graphs? Have you worked that into it? Usually when I'm making charts and graphs, already have like I have that um, amount of data that I already um, know what kind of chart I'm looking for um, mm-hmm. I haven't done the explore tool on like benchmark data because it's more just I need to see who is on that cusp of being on track or mastered or whatever level um, gotcha. we can EOC course for algebra 2 like we're trying to make sure that they are growing from each year to year from geometry to algebra 2 uh, so it's really like which ones are on that cusp of making it or which ones can we um, get that are maybe below grade level and how can we grow them? So that's more, when we look at benchmark data, that's more what we're looking at, not really the charts. 
uh, but I do use charts um, a lot, especially when I'm doing maybe some just data analysis or for statistics. And um, when we maybe look at regression lines and stuff like that, um, mm -hmm. I will use charts for that, but not as much for maybe the school data. But it would be interesting to kind of track some of that. Um, it just depends on what the data is, I think. Yeah, just depending so. on what you're needing on the on, yeah, on the exactly. end. Yes. Right. Um, basically, my use of sheets is, you know, pretty much the same. It's just taking the numbers and sorting and filtering. Mm -hmm. Just as you mentioned, I haven't, for teacher-wise, you know, that seems to be the, one of the most popular ways of, of using sheets. What about you, Angie? Oh, same thing. I've had two conversations with teachers this week about that was directly focused on sheets. One wanted to actually take some data and make some charts from it, um, tracking some growth over time in certain grade levels on state tests. So they wanted mm -hmm. to take um, end of year data and compare that from year to year to year. Mm -hmm. um, that was one. And then some other folks just were really overwhelmed with the amount of data in the sheet and wanted to look at it from a different view. So being able to use the filters and even save and name the filters and come back to them was helpful for some folks. So, And I like using not as much, I guess, data, but more just kind of a checklist of using the checkbox feature. Mm -hmm. I did that whenever I was collecting, I had to collect um, like field trip forms and like a photo release form for an upcoming event. So I had like student name and then I just inserted the checkboxes and that was a lot easier just clicking a checkbox than having to put like a Y or an N or, or a dash. Or, you know, yes. Now that that's a feature under insert checkbox, that's very helpful. So it may not be really like data driven, of course, but no, but it's a good organizational tool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's super easy to use. Yeah, productivity right there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, definitely. All right. So we want to talk about some ways students or do you have something else, Angie? Or No, Emily, we can move on to students. Okay. I'm cool with that. Um, Emily, would you like to share um, how you've had some students use Google Sheets? Sure. Um, one assignment that we do after our end of course testing for Algebra 2 is we'll do a budget with uh, Google Sheets, basically kind of just making like a checkbook electronic checkbook sort of mm -hmm. with sheets where we'll push out um, through classroom, we'll push out the sheet. Sometimes we'll have it already in a template if it's, if we know the students might struggle with it. Cause for some students, they've never opened that up. Like they, they use docs all the time for English. They use slides mm -hmm. for various classes, but sheets is not one that often gets opened by students. So mm -hmm. sometimes if they need a little bit more scaffolding, we'll give them a template. Um, but sometimes we'll just have them like open up a sheet, this is where we want everything in certain cells. Like we'll give them a handout that might say like in cell B2, we want you to type the date or what the transaction is or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. um, and then they complete it and then submit it back to us via um, Google Classroom. That sounds. And then they have to go into. Oh, sorry. Good. No, no, no. I just, um, that sounds like a great use of them. I was just saying how um, probably very beneficial for the students. Yeah, and then we'll have them do like a formula. But for formulas, we usually give them the formula. Like we type, we tell them like type equals sum or equals average or whatever formula we're wanting them to accomplish for that assignment. But and that's what is, also something that they kind of struggle with, I guess, is like oh. realizing like you hit the equal sign and the different functions available in sheets. And we're just trying to use basic ones when we're introducing it. Right, right. That's yeah. th that's my weak point <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. um, how are, how do the students react to it? What what's their reaction to doing these types of lessons? 
Well, since we do a lesson where we want them to, in like the digital checkbook spreadsheet that we have, uh, we have them do deposits and withdrawals, and we encourage them to do like their own bank statement. I mean, you don't have to include everything. We want them mm-hmm. to do like five deposits and five withdrawals, usually the basics. Um, mm-hmm. And some of them, like if they don't have many deposits coming in, we like we tell them like just make something up. Like we're just trying to <laughs> show that like if you had a job or if you got this money for a gift for a birthday or something like you could put that in deposits and really just try to show them um we have like a deposit withdrawal and a total and to kind of show like well you really want to make sure that you're not withdrawing more than you have and <laughs> good lesson feel, yeah well um maybe they can come back in a few years and maybe they'll create a budget with sheets if they're struggling with that financially later in life like hopefully it's giving them a skill that they can use later in life by using google sheets yeah, that's a good one. Um, that real world application um, mm-hmm. can't hurt anyone. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, and they seem to like, enjoy it because they could go back on old financial statements if they had those or uh, maybe even use a few things from their parents' statements if they wanted to. Like a lot of mine, a lot of mine students do work. They're mostly juniors and seniors that I teach. Okay. So some of them just pulled up their an app, like whatever bank they have, um, they just pulled up the app on their phone. And they were just typing in different deposits and withdrawals that they had had for mm. the assignment. So that helps some of them. It does. And it's good for them to see that, hey, there's there's some formulas that are happening in the background here that make all this happen. And right, you know, exactly. it's kind of like when we were in school and we had to learn long division and then they gave us a calculator, you know? <laughs> yes. It, make, it makes you appreciate it, right? It sure Absolutely. does. Yeah. Calculator. yeah. Well, if you, you know listen- what's going on behind the scenes. Absolutely. Oh, I was just going to say that um, for those that are listening, Emily has already shared her spreadsheet with the budget um, lesson in it, so we can add those to our show notes. So um, I have um, one that I'm using with students right now, and it's it's sort of similar to what um, Emily's mentioning in terms of um, like a, a grade tracker or a progress over time type tracker. I have elementary students now, and they are learning how to keyboard, but they're grumbling about it quite a bit. So we've all taken a um, a typing test, and so they have some benchmark data. So they've learned what that is, and they've had to create their own spreadsheet, add some columns with date and what their words per minute was and how many errors they made and such. And then they have a goal column. So they're going to keep track of how often they're practicing as well as what their typing test results are throughout the first mm. semester. Mm-hmm. So that by the end, we'll have some real data to play around with and... Um, have them be able to build some sheets and things, I mean, some charts, excuse me, but also for them to hopefully, crossing my fingers, that they will see that the more they practice, that their test score will improve, hoping that that's the correlation that results, but no guarantees. <laughs> can always hope. Yeah. And with but them, yeah, it's great to have students to be able to track that. I probably should do that. It's a good, maybe good, it's a good idea. I probably should do it for my ACT prep class. They just took like their benchmark ACT right at the beginning of the year. And as I have them throughout the year, the goal is to you know grow their scores and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that would be good. And that way they have access to it because so much, I mean, so much of the time, I feel like the teachers have access to the test scores or the data. And sometimes that's not shared effectively with students. Right. And that having them have being able to set that goal and see how it's climbing, I think is pretty effective. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope it will be anyway. We're only at week two, so. <laughs> yeah, same here. Okay, anything else before we move on? Um, I have another one planned. Okay. I'm going to say what the plan is. Sure. Um, 
I'm collaborating with a teacher and this is going to be a little bit fun. We are going to set up a racetrack in the hallway and somehow this teacher is going to help the students decide exactly how much force they're going to put on a car and it's going to have a certain racetrack, but then we are going, the students are going to measure how far the car goes and they're going to track all that in their Google Sheets and be able to create some data from that afterwards. I mean, create some charts from that afterwards. But I'm looking forward to that project. Oh, that'd be fun. The yeah. kids will enjoy that for sure. Yeah, trying so to... Science just, twist on yeah, it. Yeah, putting and, a science and engineering twist on it mm -hmm. and making it so that, oh, looking at this data can actually be quite interesting. It's not taxing all the time, you know. Be our guest. Do you have something to tech about? Consider joining us as a guest speaker to share what is happening in your classroom, your favorite tech resource or tool, ways technology has been beneficial for you and your students, or anything else you would like to tech about. Visit our website at www.somethingtotechabout and submit the guest speaker Google form. Yeah, right. something we've done in the in the past, I, I don't know if we have it planned for this year, but something we've done in the past with sheets is given data, just doing regression lines and regression equations. Um, the only problem sometimes we face with that is since they don't have access to that technology, like on the ESC, sometimes they're like, well, we need to be able to use that TI calculator. So we kind of go back and forth um, as teachers. Sometimes it's like we want to prepare them with the access or what that they have, right? So we right. want them to use the technology, use that Chromebook. But we also, I mean, also we have to realize like they're getting tested on this, at least in my algebra two class. But right. there's also that reality, whether we like it or not, like that's a whole other debate kind of thing. But yes. we, need to, <laughs> um, we need to prepare them for that test so they hopefully grow and have that knowledge and demonstrate that knowledge on that assessment. So, so I feel like sometimes we do those cool activities like after the EOC. Yes. Um, but it's. It is what it is sometimes. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's um, the reality are, of it, yeah. Are your students um, assessed online using the devices for for that by any chance? So um, this past year for high school, yes, they were. Okay. Um, this coming year, as of, I guess, this recording date, they had said, um, like the governor of Tennessee had said that it was going to be all on paper. Um, we're not sure. We have not heard either okay. way at this point. <laughs> so we don't know. Mine don't test until May. Mine's a year-long class for wow. Algebra 2. There are some classes that are on the block schedule that will test in December. So I guess we'll find out then. Um, but the last few years, it has been online. Um, but we're not sure. They've had some issues statewide the last couple of years with online testing. So mm -hmm. we'll see. We, okay. we don't know. We'll yeah. find out. I was you just go curious. with the flow. Yeah. Like that's teaching, right? Just go with the right. flow. Absolutely. <laughs> you have to be flexible in this yeah. career. Yeah, in our district, we are testing online. So I think, you know, having the students have the opportunity to feel comfortable using the devices in right. a testing environment is important. Not so much, as you said, yeah. the argument of oh, preparing for the test, but just, right, you know, exactly. like just setting them up being for comfortable success. with the technology, yeah. whether mm -hmm. it's on a Chromebook, on their calculator, like whatever the tech that you're using, right. students need to be comfortable and be competent in being able to demonstrate their understanding with that technology. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I will say, for going back to testing, I'm pretty sure maybe elementary, I think they were doing it on paper the last few years. They've piloted some on paper, some online. So, and they've gotten a new testing vendor this year. So we, we won't know until it gets closer. Right. So. We've been down that road. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Um, well, shall we move into just ways we can, ways we've noticed 
we can take it up a notch with using Google Sheets. Sure. So, yeah. you know, as you're using Google Sheets, what are some things that people maybe they're looking over your shoulder and they're like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know Sheets could do that. Well, I think one of the ways that we've um, did it with our Google Academies in the past, we actually um, had the participants practice with um, pixel art. So using conditional formatting, they were asked to, we actually provided the template, but this is one way that kind of, it's still using data, <clears throat> excuse me, somewhat, but um, it's more of a learning how to do conditional formatting while creating a piece of art with different colors um, and just depending on, um, you know, what the outcome the teacher wants them to do. So you could actually, I'm just losing the word. I'm um, thinking color by number almost. In yeah, a way. color by number, but bringing the arts into. Arts integration. Yes, arts integration. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Into sure. um, using Google Sheets. Yeah, we had some people cool. make some yeah. interesting things with that. And mm -hmm. there's some math students I see making um, pixelation art, but doing it with colored pencils and graph paper. Mm -hmm. So it'd be interesting to then at least move that onto a Chromebook and just have them enjoy that piece as well. Indeed, yes. Well, Anything? one, I guess, it's more of just a tip, I guess. Yeah, um, and it's really, it's a small tip. But on Google Sheets, I guess when you're doing data organization and just just organizing your spreadsheet, there's times you want to freeze rows and columns and you can always yes. go to um, a view and then freeze and that's fine. Mm -hmm. But if you under the F of X um, function bar, there's like these two gray bars and you mm -hmm. can just easily drag, which I feel like that's something, something, whenever someone showed that to me, I was like, it's been there the whole time. Like how hiding on you. <laughs> yeah. Hiding in plain sight. Um, yeah. Exactly. Um, so there's like two gray bars when you get the little like white hand glove that pops up, mm -hmm. you can just drag. And that's for my students, especially if when they're doing that budget sheet or whatever they might be doing, if they do need to freeze something, that's a little bit easier for them, right? Somewhere that's drag and drop than having mm -hmm. to go to view and freeze and do all of that. Yeah, great True story. Mm -hmm. um, this week, I've had students get all freaked out about typing in a cell and um, having the overflow feature turned on, of course, because that's the default. So they didn't like that their words were, you know, going into other pieces of data in other mm -hmm. columns. So just showing students how to highlight a column or select a column rather, and then change the text formatting to wrap. I mean, I had eyeballs go so big today. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, where's that been? <laughs> because they had been changing the size of their columns and then they would be too long. And you know, then the, then the screen is kind of going from right to left mm -hmm. as they have just messy which is, I can understand that being frustrating why people don't want to use it. And it's a just, lot of times when it's right. doing that, you can't even see the text. Right. You know, it's almost yeah, like it's behind so the other cells. Yes. Right. Yeah. So I like to auto-fit. Oh, mm -hmm. No, go ahead. No. Auto-fit. Tell us. Oh, okay. I like to auto-fit it where um, like there are a default size for the columns. So let's say like you have first name and everyone has a, a really short first name and you have all this extra space. Mm -hmm. If you just on the um, right of the column, if you just double tap at the top, like next to C or B or whatever column you're in, mm -hmm. it'll just auto fit to the whatever the longest um, entry is in that column. Yeah, that's does a that good one. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, it totally okay. does. So that kind of helps, like if you have just because there's so many things that I have, like first name, last name, block. Like I don't need a huge entry box for that. So oh, I can right. easily instead of having to drag and drop or drag it, 
just double click it and it will just fit to where that biggest one is. Yeah. We hear a lot that um, teachers especially, well, Google Sheets doesn't do what um, Excel does. And a lot of times we just have to um, explain that a lot of the things that Excel may do is just maybe a little bit hidden within Google Sheets. And it's under a different tool, um, under the different uh, menu or things like that. So um, we have a few coming around. So hopefully, you know, more and more will um, take, listen and take some of these tips and ideas and um, integrate them into their classroom as well. Yeah, because that's the kind of key to it all. Like they need to be comfortable. Like a lot of uh, my colleagues are really comfortable in Word or Excel or PowerPoint. Mm And then introducing them to a new application, although very similar, it can be kind of overwhelming. And it's like, well, I know where this is in Excel or in PowerPoint. Like, where is it in slides and sheets? Mm-hmm. And that can be kind of daunting, especially when you're first maybe rolling out Chromebooks or implementing the technology. Um, and I, I think it's just taking time to really train or practice and get comfortable with it. And yeah, getting get past that frustration is. level. Yes, exactly. And that's learning, though, right? Right? I mean, (laughs) you have frustration when you're just learning anything. It doesn't have to be tech related or not. Right. Absolutely. That's part of the process, whether you like it or not. You don't just know it. And yeah, (laughs) if we feel like that, we can only imagine what our students are feeling a lot of times. So, right, exactly. And then now I think a newer feature that was um, released was inserting images in the cells. Yes. Oh, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that yeah, one. I haven't used that yet, but hopefully I'll have a um, reason to use that soon with maybe with my students or um, even just for me. So Yeah, definitely. I'm going to just mention one more feature only because it also, like I said, it came up this week. I was watching students use their Google Sheet and um, change the formatting in every single cell. Mm. So they w- they wanted the font to be a certain way, and they were frustrated. Uh, like yes. this is taking forever. <laughs> so okay, so showing them the little box between column A and row one, just selecting that box, which selects your entire sheet. Now change whatever you want to change. You know, change your text wrap, right. change your font, change all that. And they were like, again. Wait, that box has been looking at me the whole time, you know, <laughs> right. um, the aha moments and light bulbs going off. It was kind of fun to watch. That just happened today, actually. So that's what fresh in my mind. Nice. Or like to easily bold the headers and like just click row one. That's like some of the row. Stuff, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Realizing that they can click on the um, column names and row um, numbers and stuff. So like just having them realize that is helpful. Yeah. One well, last one, now this is a relatively new thing for me, is using the app scripts, like okay. using, um, and I mentioned it, I know, in the email. Mm-hmm. I learned it from an advanced spreadsheets class that I took with, um, that EdTech team provided. It was an online advanced spreadsheet. It was right at the end where they had, like, code and what it is, and I can link it and send it to you guys Perfect. so that people can see it. But mm-hmm. it was where you can, like, put an email, name, then whatever your message is, and then you'd run the code and it would automatically send a message. So I could think, uh, application for me could be maybe for students who are missing assignments. I could mm. set up the spreadsheet and instead of, kind of like it's like, a, I guess a mail merge or mass email, but without having to maybe do it within Gmail or Outlook or whatever mm-hmm. you might be using, 
um, more to set up in the spreadsheet. And then, then I kind of like that because then when I, when, if you, or if you have to submit documentation at the end of the year for contact or parent logs or whatever, you already have that in that spreadsheet, which could be helpful. So you can set up the code to where it takes that information from your spreadsheet and emails it out, which is kind of cool. I still need to play with that. We, although we are, um, my students have Chromebooks as one-to-one. We also do like our email as an outlook. Like we still have access to other things. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, it's not just us. Um, So I need to play around with that more and see how it will will work with my outlook email. (laughs) So. Well, and I encourage you to play around with the add-ons that are available in Google Sheets because you can set up things like form mule and some mail merge type things that would work real well. And it it almost skips a few steps. You don't have to write your own script. There's a bunch of script that's already written out there. So that's what I've played with. I haven't, you're more advanced than me. I haven't gone in that direction. (laughs) Um, But if you, need, if you need something that would save you some time, play around with add-ons right. and you'll and find And especially with, for teachers, like we need, not the easiest way possible, but sometimes with the, some of this stuff, like I want the to know what's the way, easiest the way. The quickest to, way. The quicker. Yes, quicker. Yes. That's better. Yes. What's the quickest way to accomplish this task? Because I have other things that I need to do for school, right? Mm-hmm. Like I have other papers I need to grade. I need to prep for a lesson. Like what's the quickest way for me to communicate this to a parent or post this to students or share it or whatever it might be? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, quickest way. Yes, thank you. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, I think Google Sheets can really help people save a lot of time with some of the tips and ideas we've shared today, increase some productivity, and maybe even get people past some of that frustration mark. What do you all think? Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah, hopefully it'll help. I hope so. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so take a peek at our show notes. We will add links to some of the things we've mentioned here today. We can't guarantee that all of it will be there, but um, we'll do our best to add templates and links to some of the things that we've discussed. And Emily, thank you so much for joining us and um, oh, yes. talking about how you use Google Sheets in the classroom with um, as the teacher and with your students. We appreciate yes, well, your time you. and we hope you'll really yeah. share now, share the podcast and um, maybe we can get some more people to call in from, from your district. Of course. Connect with us. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at sttechabout. Be sure to subscribe to Something to Tech About on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify, or listen from the podcast collection from the Savannah Morning News. Give us something to tech about.